I'd like to announce we're officially on Spotify. So if you'd like to listen to podcasts on Spotify, go subscribe to us on Spotify Dirtballs. Also, The Dent Report is also available on Spotify. So both Dirty Sports and The Dent Report are now available on Spotify. So go follow us on Spotify. Time to start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host on my left, Joey No Chill Prano. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm excited, man. We have my uh, my dear buddy. Did ba- you ha- Did you have your green tea this morning? No green tea. I was gonna say you didn't. You know, not a lot of pop in that intro. It went with a very relaxed, slow, meandering intro. No green you tea. Didn't- I didn't sleep that well last night. You're you're just too turnt to have Mr. McCockner on again. I'm excited. We have our good friend Barry McCockner will be joining us in about a couple minutes. I have my uh, White Sox hat on in honor of Kevin Durant wearing his White Sox hat during the press conference last night. It's it's my way of subtly saying, just like Kevin, that I'm only here because I'm because I have to be. Yeah, because yeah. I'm contractually required to sure. be here. Otherwise, look, man, I'm just trying to play that comedy game. Well, I ain't I'm, trying to talk about it. I'm sure Barry's going to have a lot to say about that. We have a big episode because not only do we have Barry McCockiner joining us, we are going to do the finalist and the award for our 2019. Packing it into one episode, the finals, the finalists and the announcement. It's like the Heisman. You didn't even let me uh, not say what I was going to say. I think everybody knows at this point what's coming. The finalist and our 2019 Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award winner which is our version of the NFL's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Named after, of course, murderous closet homosexual Aaron Hernandez. The most savage man to arguably play in the NFL. Yeah. No one in history ever took having to live in the closet their whole life harder than Aaron Hernandez, who decided that he was then going to murder every dude who ever bumped into him. He's like, (laughs) I don't like touching dudes. And if you touch me accidentally in the club, I will put you in a hole in the ground. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's not delay this any further. Let's get our, our good friend, Barry McCockiner. Let's call him up here on the old uh, FaceTime audio. Let's see what he has to say about everything going on in the NBA. And, of course, we're going to talk Tom Brady, Super Bowl yeah. 53. Yes. Of course. What's going on? Mr. Barry McCockiner, how are you? I'm doing all right. It's been uh it's been a little bit of a tough time lately because uh, my cousin just died from a marijuana overdose. So. Oh, sorry to hear that. When did this happen? 
Uh, it happened yesterday. I came home. I got the news. Um, just just one puff of that marijuana was enough to send him down to hell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to laugh. It's just such a sad. Not funny. It's really not it, funny. It's you a know? tough scene. <laughs> It's not funny, you know. He he had kids, but he somehow, you know, he just somehow, the, you know, the devil's lettuce got a hold of him. And I don't know what to, I don't know how to deal with it. But I guess I'm going to try and distract myself by being on your show. Well, Barry, we appreciate you dealing in this this tough, difficult time that you could come on the show. I do have to ask you though, we are currently, you know, our show is based in Venice Beach, California, which is one of the meccas of marijuana. In the city of Los Angeles. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> so you you would never be making a visit out here to maybe partake and indulge because we have we have tons of cannabis here at the Smut Studio. I would have to be wearing a gas mask because I couldn't I couldn't let it I couldn't let the fumes and stuff you know poison me. I wouldn't want to take that chance. So I'd have to wear a gas mask or some sort of hazard suit if I was going to go out there. You know I. Uh... I smoke pot all the time, and the reason that I feel comfortable doing that, when I look around Venice, no troops here whatsoever. I feel like if there was more of a you know troop presence, maybe I would be scared to consume the cannabis. There's there's no question that if there was a more common percentage of troops in your area, that they, they certainly would not allow cannabis consumption. Now, Barry, let's just get to it. Super Bowl 53... Mm-hmm. Tom Brady with another epic performance, zero touchdowns, one interception, led his team to an amazing 13 points. How do you view his latest Super Bowl performance? Well, you know, there, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks who can put up 13 points in a game in today's NFL. There just aren't. I mean, the way that he led his team 13 points on 11 possessions is just unprecedented. It's it's incredible. The guy is 41 years old, and <laughs> nobody, people do not talk about that enough, that he's 41, and he's somehow out there. Not only that, but he held the Rams' offense to three points. He went out there. He shut down Jared Goff. He, had, he forced Jared Goff into having one of the worst games of his career. It was just a, a dominant two-way performance by Tom Brady, and that's why he's the greatest quarterback of all time because he not only does it on, on offense, but he does it on defense as well. You know, what I've, I've noticed about Tom Brady, you just talked about how Jared Goff had one of his worst performances of all time, but if you look at uh, Goff's stats versus Brady's for the game, they're almost identical, but that just speaks to the greatness of Tom Brady, doesn't it? Like, the exact same stat line, but Tom Brady's game was great, and uh, Goff's was terrible. Like, that's just, uh, only Tom Brady can pull that off. Well, you know, the thing about Tom Brady that makes him so great is that he perp- sometimes he purposely plays like shit just so he can make the game more competitive because he's such a competitor. And he... <laughs> He's such a competitor that he purposely threw the interception to start the game because he was testing his opponent. And he wanted to, you know, he wanted to put himself in position later on so he could get a game-winning drive, which is what happened. He got credited with a game-winning drive in Super Bowl Fifty Three um, because he's just such a competitor. You got to love him. He's such a competitor. He's so humble, uh, and you know, I mean, how can you not love a guy who leaves a pregnant woman? How can you not love a guy who locked out his potential replacement? From his little training facility, uh, because he was jealous. I mean, how could I mean how can you not love a guy whose trainer 
once tried to sell pills that he said cured cancer. I mean, his trainer got a degree from a college in, I guess, Calif- like Chinese medicine. His degree was in Chinese medicine. He's like a certified fraud. I mean, how can you not love Tom Brady? He's just so humble. And, you know, he's now, just the- for just, you know, to be fair, Tom Brady does not have cancer. So these guys, this guy's pills work, right? That's how that works. Well, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm 100% anti-cancer. I hate cancer. <laughs> what about nope. you? What about using cannabis to help alleviate the pain when you have cancer? What is your stance on that? Well, that that's a murky situation. Um, for me, I, I think I'd rather be dead than smoke marijuana. I mean, I, I just that's that's my that's my opinion. I've lost so many relatives and cousins from it that I'd just rather just just not be here. Now, Barry, you did a fantastic job in breaking down Tom Brady's stats uh, in the Super Bowl last time you were on. I give you tons of props for your videos. You had another fantastic Tom Brady breakdown video of the Super Bowl, but the yeah. the stats that you pulled out that I thought were. I, like mind blowing, honestly, were your stats about his completions throughout the playoffs that were ten yards downfield, five yards downfield, and then even like the amount of passes that he threw behind the line of scrimmage is yeah. a- amazing. What what's the stat? How many of his passes were less than five yards downfield? Well, I know. I mean, I have to scroll through my. I think you said it was fifty-two of eighty-five. Uh, yeah, sixty-five. He completed eighty-five passes this postseason, and sixty-five of them were ten yards or fewer in the air. So that's like almost that's like seventy-seven percent of his completions. So basically, you know, but this isn't surprising to anybody who's who's watched Tom Brady or the Patriots for the last I don't know two decades. I mean, that's how it's been. So it's not it's not really surprising. It's just kind of frustrating to see like how teams still can't stop it because it's not like he's going out there and throwing like 30 yard dimes he's he's literally just dinking and dunking and they just do the, he's throwing to these little white guys but have you, can i hop in here real quick i am curious so about 77 78 of his passes are 10 yards or less do you know uh, you probably don't because that would be that would be a whole other week of your time how that compares to other quarterbacks, though. You know, because I'm curious if we broke down, let's say, Andrew Luck's two playoff games or Jared Goff's two playoff games. I wonder how many passes they're throwing for more than 10 yards down the field. I mean, I don't, I don't know the league average offhand, but I, I definitely know that when it comes to Tom Brady, it's he most of his game has always been dinking and dunking, and he's never been great at throwing the ball deep. He's never been a great deep ball thrower. So I can't, I can't, and sometimes, you know, when he, the thing about Brady is that when he does throw down the field, it's usually to a receiver that has like nobody within 20 yards of him. So it's, so his stats on deep throws compared to maybe the league average or the amount of attempts he throws deep. I don't know how it looks compared to league average, but just from the eye test, um, He's certainly not as impressive as other guys like Mahomes, like Andrew Luck, like Rodgers, like Russell. Like you can go on and on of all the quarterbacks who are more impressive to the eye test than Tom Brady is. Okay, we had a big debate after Super Bowl Fifty Three in our recap. You know who wins that game, and I'll just ask the same question for you. Let's say Tom Brady's not playing quarterback. Let's take all the teams in the NFL. 
Who doesn't win that game? Like, like, are there quarterbacks where you say they're going to somehow blow that game? Or do you look at that game and his stats and say 28 quarterbacks win that game? Well, I mean, it's – I actually looked it up. It's like, you know, first of all, his defense gave up three points. It's virtually impossible to lose a game when you give up three points. And I think really any other quarterback, right, like any other – you can pick any quarterback – who's starting or a backup and they could win that game. I mean, Steve McNair has been dead since 2009. He could have won that game. <laughs> How about Kaepernick? Does Kaepernick win that game? Uh, if he's not too busy disrespecting the troops, then yes. <laughs> but you, can never, you never know. With it's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, but I mean, in all seriousness, like the one, since I th- I forget, like since 2001, when Brady came into the league, like teams are, I don't know, like they win like 99.7% of games when you give up three or fewer points. And the one guy, the one time that the one team that did lose was like in 2000, was the 2007 Dolphins who went one in 15. And it was, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was, it was the Monday night game where it was like muddy and yeah, it, was it was a like, monsoon. Yeah, that was that game. So, like in in like a indoor in in a dome, and I, I mean, I think you know, Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, they could have they could have won that game. Any any quarterback, current, current day Ryan if, Leaf, defense is giving up. If your defense is giving up three or fewer points, it's virtually impossible to lose. Now, what when you do when you go off on Brady, you go deep. You go with you know usually tweeting bunches. Oh yeah, a lot of. Everyone has Patriots fans underneath it with the, oh, but he's the GOAT, but he still won. How do you deal, I haven't haven't swam through your at mentions, but how do you deal with uh, the Pats fan reply? Well, honestly, I've been, I'm so used to it now, and most of the time it's just like I've muted certain words. (laughs) (laughs) I've muted, that's like the best, that's really the best feature that, that, YouTube is ever, that not YouTube, but that Twitter has ever done is muting words and, and you know muting conversations and things like that, and you know just mute words like Brady or rings or things like that. Uh, unfortunately, you can't really mute gifts, so I still get like <laughs> I still get that, that fucking annoying gif of Brady like waving around like his four rings like that they you know and just like you still get some gifs of Brady showing his rings, so that's annoying, but. I mean, you're, I'm just so used to it now. I mean, I literally make, I've made so many, I've made memes like myself of literally me saying like my tweets and then I'll have like one picture I had of, of like a, a moth going towards a, a candle and it was basically like the caption above the candle was Barry McCockner's tweets about Tom Brady and then underneath the moth was Patriots fans and it's just like. It's just like, you know, like a moth to a flame. Like it just every single, no matter what I tweet about Tom Brady, doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter how much I tweet about him. They, every single time without fail, it's always like a bunch of comments. And that's, that's really why I do it. I mean, if nobody was responding to it, I wouldn't give a shit. I would stop. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, but I think the reason why it's so effective is because I don't just go out. I just don't, you know, regurgitate the same, Oh, the Patriots are cheaters. And blah 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 blah. Like I actually do in depth work, and you know what I say is real. It's, what I say is facts. Now, s- admittedly, some of the stats I tweet, you know, I'm ignoring Brady's better games. But I mean, 
even just like an hour or so before I came on here today, you look at my timeline recently, I posted like a picture of of Brady's playoff career. Like literally half of his playoff career is shit. Well, like I, yeah. I, I want to kind of segue into, because we're discussing rings and Joe just hit on it. And I want to bring up this discussion because we discuss, just like you, LeBron a lot. Obviously, everybody does. But the LeBron-Brady thing I find so interesting because here's some quick stats that I think people aren't fully aware of that I want to talk about on the show. The Patriots have played in nine Super Bowls, right, under Tom Brady. LeBron has played in nine NBA Finals. So, so we have a good gauge here of the same amount of titles or finals, right? Yeah. Of those nine... Super Bowls. The Patriots were they were favorites seven times going into those nine games. So I think people need to put that in perspective. So basically, almost every time that the Patriots are playing, they are the favorites. They're supposed to win. Conversely, and I believe that I believe two of the I believe the two games he was not favored in, Tom Brady won. He did correct. Correct. So that means he has lost. The three times he lost, all as the favorite. Correct. And conversely, LeBron, in his nine NBA finals, his team was only the favorite two times. So people, for some reason, always ignore that. The only time that LeBron's teams were going into those finals as a favorite were against the Mavericks and the Spurs in uh, 2014. All those other times, LeBron's team was not favorite to win. So... This brings me to my point, Barry, of all this ring counting bullshit, which we discuss at length on our show. I'd love to hear your take on it because people just want to look at rings when we're saying he's supposed to win those games. And LeBron's going into games where he's the underdog. And that's just such a thing that's underappreciated and for some reason glossed over. Well, the thing you have to understand is sports fans fucking suck at evaluating players. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that, that I basically made a career on that point. I mean, that, so, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of, of comparing players who play different sports because basketball and football are, are so different because football, especially in the playoffs, is more random because it's single elimination and you can get some more funky, you know, outcomes. Like, you know, anybody with a brain knows that the 2007 Patriots were better than the 2007 Giants, but, you know, on any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, right. But whereas, you know, it's upsets don't don't happen nearly as much in the NBA. When it comes to LeBron, you know, and, and the way LeBron and Brady are viewed, I mean, you know, Brady isn't that physically gifted. He came into the league as a sixth round draft pick, wasn't highly thought of. Whereas LeBron is, has had, uh, you know, the spotlight on him since he was like 16. He's this physical monster. And, you know, so the expectation level for both LeBron and Brady are different. And I think that's why people, despite, you know, LeBron, uh, having to play against much better opponents in the finals, still gets a lot more crap because it's, oh, well, you know, he should be able to win anyway. Whereas with Brady, it's like, all right, well, he wasn't supposed to be here in the first place. And so everything he does is kind of more impressive. I don't know if that makes sense, but, you know, it's 
Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. There, people are still holding on to the fact that he was a seventh-round pick and that no one expected anything of him, where LeBron was the chosen one since his freshman year of high school at Akron St. Mary St. Vincent. I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but when it, when it comes to uh, the Patriots and the Super Bowl, I mean, you could argue, like, really before this one, before uh, the most recent one that happened on Sunday, I mean, they, they could have easily gone 0-8 uh, or, like, yeah, that was their like, that was that was their biggest margin of victory in all nine Super Bowls, and it was a ten point game. Yeah, so like, you know the way the way LeBron is, like I said, the way LeBron is viewed is, is so different from Brady. Um, you know, and I know they're trying to compare Brady to to Jordan now because they both have six rings and this and that. And you know, I just I don't know. I'm I I think it's all bullshit, but I think you know it it's I'm, I'm not a fan of comparing across sports anyway especially in team sports but basically to sum it all up my my answer is like what i said at the beginning people fucking suck at evaluating players and if you're going to discredit i mean because brady played better last year in the super bowl when he lost than he did he did this year when he won and yet his legacy is supposedly better because of him winning another ring this year and that doesn't make any sense whereas like lebron he goes against the Warriors and he puts up ridiculous numbers and he averages like a 35 point triple double and he loses and his legacy is worse off for it. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Right. And his so, legacy is worse that he because he dragged a Cavs team that's now, you know, one of the worst in basketball to the NBA finals. That, yeah. That that's a that's you're a you're penalizing him from not losing earlier in the playoffs. It doesn't right. make any sense. Now, I was talking about it the other day when it comes to Brady and I truly believe this. Not only is Brady's success with the Patriots, I think, more Bill Bel- significantly more Bill Belichick than it is Tom Brady. But I think there's a lot of truth to the fact that Tom Brady, the, the idea that Tom Brady is even in the NFL at all without Bill Belichick, I think is pretty solid. Like, Belichick drafts him super late. He there's potential he doesn't get drafted by anybody if if Belichick doesn't draft him and then if he does the idea of Tom Brady getting drafted by a Cleveland Browns or another dumpster fire organization and lasting in football to me is laughable. Yeah. What I mean, percentage of of the legacy of the Patriots the last twenty years if you had to balance it if you had to give it weigh it out what percentage is Belichick and what percentage is Brady? Oh man, that's a tough one. I'd say 100% is Belichick. <laughs> no, um, I'd say, I mean, it's hard because you know the Patriots did win 11 games with a high school quarterback without Brady. So I'm trying to to weigh it. I'd say it's maybe 70 30 Belichick. I mean, if because Brady's longevity is is amazing, so he has to give he has to get some credit for that. Um, but I'd say it's definitely 75, 25, 70, 30 Belichick's favor because, you know, Belichick, even before he got the Patriots head coaching job, you know, he was the defensive coordinator on two Super Bowl winning teams. He's still to this day, the last guy, the last head coach to win a playoff game with the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Like he's like, so whereas if Tom Brady wasn't drafted by Belichick, he'd be basically Josh McCown. He would be Jimmy Clausen with a MAGA hat, like he, you know. He, <laughs> I said he'd be. I said he'd be Tom Brady Quinn. Yeah, he'd be. He'd be uh, Brady Quinn. 
He'd be uh, Gus Perot. You know, he's just he'd be you know he'd be Case Keenum. That's basically what it, you know he without Belichick. So um, I def- But the thing is, you know, you can't really have one without the other because I think the Patriots' success has been you know I mean I, I don't think the Patriots would have been quite as successful over the last whatever twenty years without Brady, but I don't think they would have been anywhere near as successful as they would without Belichick. If like, you if you just plug in, just we, we take Tom Brady right off of the Patriots roster and we put Peyton Manning, how many Super Bowls do you think they have? All of them? Well, if you're talking about, you know, 42-year-old Peyton Manning, the Patriots would win 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> but if you're talking about prime Peyton Manning, Patriots would win twenty Super Bowls, <laughs> but no, uh, no. I think uh, I think if you could you could place you could replace Brady with any of of Peyton with Rogers with Breeze with even Mahomes, and they don't miss a beat. I mean, you know, so they've won six rings, and you could you could actually be you could actually argue that the Patriots should have more than six rings in the Brady Belichick era because. You know, they blew the Super Bowl against the Giants when they were 18-0. They blew another Super Bowl to the Giants in 2011. They, you know, they they blew the, against Peyton Manning, actually, against the Colts. They blew, like, a big halftime lead. And if they had won that game, they would have gotten to play Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl. So they, they lost the Super Bowl last year when, um, you know, they were playing against Nick Foles. Like, so the, you could argue that the Patriots should have, like, you know, nine or ten rings right now. They could easily have nine or ten rings, and that and that Tom Brady is an underachiever. Yeah, you could definitely argue I, I, that. I'm arguing that. That's what I'm arguing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could definitely argue it, but at the same time, you could say, "Well, they're lucky to have six rings because you can change." Just this is what I say on Twitter, and this is what this is probably of all my Brady tweets. This is the one that that fires up Patriots fans the most every single time. Is always you could change four plays right now, just four plays, and Tom Brady goes from being. The goat with six rings to a quarterback who's two and five in the Super Bowl. First play, tuck rule. That's one ring gone. Second play, which they Malcolm actually Butler. they actually changed. They just changed it too late. Yeah. Second play, Malcolm Butler. That's another ring gone. Third play, you could you could pick like any one of twenty things from Super Bowl Fifty One against Atlanta that the Falcons could have done differently, and the Falcons would have won. I, I've but, said I've said on this show numerous times, if Matt Ryan just starts taking a knee in the middle of the third quarter, that's their game plan from the middle of the third quarter on, is to kneel down every time he has the ball, they win the game. Yeah. But uh, of all those, of all those, of all that clusterfuck that Atlanta had in the second half, the biggest one, the third play that I would change is the Robert Alford dropped the interception that ended up being the Edelman catch. If Alford intercepts that pass, then that's another ring gone for Tom Brady. And the fourth and most recent one is D Ford lining up six inches off sides. If he lines up six inches backwards, the Patriots don't make the Super Bowl this year, and that's a fourth ring gone for Tom Brady. All D Ford had to do was line up six fucking inches off sides. <laughs> <laughs> and the Patriots and and Tom Brady would have ended the AFC championship game with three interceptions and a passer rating of sixty three, which is Jamarcus Russell esque. And but and I, I talk about so that's four plays right there, and so that's so now you know Brady has just two rings, and I talk about this thing. One of my other things I always talk about is Brady's luck, and I have like a trademark at the end of it. 
Brady's luck. The guy just has a fuck. He's had a horseshoe stuck up his ass really his entire career, and it's just you know. And this 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 uh, this postseason, I mean, in the conference championship and Super Bowl, the guy threw for one touchdown and three interceptions combined. Like you know, there's plenty of other quarterbacks that could do that and hand the ball off. So it's you know, it's not like the Patriots almost won in spite of Brady this year. Now, so, but, uh, I I know you could go on forever, but yeah, I have yeah. to a- I have to ask you because I saw this happen. I think it was after the last time you were on the show. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers supporter. I think he's you know currently the best quarterback in football. I mean, Mahomes had a fantastic year and is is probably going to be there pretty soon. But you were an Aaron Rodgers slurper for a while, and then. You really kind of had a breakdown. You really you you yeah. you jumped off the bandwagon. What happened with you and your love affair with Rogers that you had to break it off? Oh, geez, I think it was the because uh, he was your it, guy. He was like your LeBron of the NFL. Oh, he's still he's still besides besides uh, you know my own quarterback Carson Wentz and Nick Foles uh, from the Eagles, my team. He's he's my favorite quarterback to watch. Although Pat. Although Mahomes is, is up there too now. Um, I think it was after the Arizona game when they lost to Arizona that I finally was like, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but you know, I mean, that was kind of like he the moment. I think, I think you know, the, the whole situation in Green Bay this year was just way, way overdue. I mean, McCarthy should have been gone like three or four years ago. Uh, and Rodgers basically like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't give a shit about this guy. Like he, Rogers obviously thought he was smarter, and so he didn't really listen. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully the new head coach they got there will, you know, Rogers will listen to him. I mean, who knows? But you know, I, I think I'm not going to write off Rogers yet because he's still, you know, he's quote unquote only 35 years old. Um, but you know, the last three or four years or so, I mean, he's kind of been inconsistent. So. It, it, it's he has a big year coming up, and I think it, it's going to be a really, really important year. Um, I mean, the Packers have some talent. They had, you know, Aaron Jones is a great player. Devontae Adams is a great wide receiver. You know, some of their young wide receivers showed some some promise. So, I mean, they, they, their talent is there to to, to bounce back. Um, but as of right now, yeah, Rodgers had a, a disappointing year. Let me. You touched upon your team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And both Joe yeah. and I, I think, are going to disagree with you on this one. You're still backing Carson Wentz when he's been inju- yeah. he's been injury prone. N- normally, somebody does not go from being injury prone to suddenly not being injury prone. He's been injury- unless you're Matt, that, uh, uh, unless you're Matthew Stafford. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Our argument would be this: He's won four playoff games. Carson Wentz hasn't won any. Now he also. Hasn't had a chance yet, but that again, because he's injury prone. As an Eagles fan, why do you want to put everything into Carson Wentz when Nick Foles has already proven two years in a row, especially during clutch, you know, pressure time, that he can win? Why why are you going with Carson Wentz? Well, because Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. And I mean, that it's really that simple. The thing about and I, I love I love I love Big Dick Nick. Um, the way that he came up in the clutch, you know, in the Super Bowl and against the Bears, he'll you know he'll always be beloved. 
Um, but the thing about Nick Foles, people forget, is Nick Foles himself has never started more than 11 games in a year. I mean, you go and you look at Nick Foles' career, his stats, like, you know, he's he's never start, he's never even played close to a full season himself. And, you know, he really, to be quite honest, he didn't really play that well this postseason. I mean, he, he, he played well. He came through in the clutch. Um against the Bears, but, you know, they only scored 16 points in that game. So, you know, we're making fun of Tom Brady and the Patriots for scoring 13 points. Like, the Eagles' offense, they only scored 30 points in two games, this two right. playoff games this year. So it wasn't as if, um, you know, Nick Foles and the offense and the Eagles, you know, were, were, were lighting it up in the playoffs this year. I, I think Carson Wentz, you know, it, the injuries are definitely a legitimate concern, but I think... I don't know. I think as long as he he hasn't had a major injury yet, well, you know, I I don't know if I should say that he had, he tore yeah, his knee up. He hit a spinal injury, and yeah, and he tore his <laughs> knee up. <laughs> what are we talking about here, Barry? Well, I mean, like he hasn't he hasn't had a year where he's missed a ton of time yet, right. and I think if he can modify his style of play, which is a big if, but I mean, he seems like he's a smart enough guy. He seems like he's a willing guy, despite the bullshit reports that are going out. See, I just think uh, that- see I, I'm with you. I agree with you. I think Carson Wentz is a far superior quarterback, um, and and you know that's something that you're you're absolutely considering if you're an Eagles fan. But my thing um, is if you're if you believe that you guys can win now, you could probably get Nick Foles for cheaper for a couple of years than you're going to have to pay. Like look around the league. The guys, uh, the teams that have quarterbacks that they've just given the massive contract, and every starting quarterback that comes up for a contract is going to be the highest paid player ever. Uh, it's not going well for those teams that have to give guys thirty million dollars a year. Do you? Th- is there anything to paying Carson or sorry, paying Nick Foles? You know, uh, a portion of what Carson Wentz is going to demand, and seeing if you can use him for three years and turning Carson Wentz into players into picks into whatever oh man i mean it's harder to i mean cars people forget now because it's kind of you know oh the eagles want to win without Wentz. if he didn't get hurt he would have won mvp right like you can't like he would have won mvp last year in 2017 so i i would rather as much as i love nick Foles, i would rather play it safe instead of risking trading away Carson Wentz and him going on to have a Hall of Fame career for some other team. Like, that's the biggest fear as an Eagles fan. Sure. I think I think with Nick Foles, Nick Foles is, what, 30 years old. He had that one great year in 2013, but he's really kind of been a flash in the pan. Like, Carson Wentz's 2017 season was better than anything Foles has ever done, ex- you know, except for beating Tom Brady. So, you but, know, as, as a Giants fan... What this smells like to me, and what I'm obviously very hopeful for, is of Donovan McNabb's situation, where you go with Wentz, but every year in Week 16, Week 17, when the when the Giants and the Eagles play, we're facing you know the Coy Detmers, the Jeff Garcias, the you know uh, Nate Sudfelds of the world, because you guys have gone all in on Wentz, and every year something happens where in Week 14. They put in some no-name fucking white guy to back up, you know, Donovan McNabb. Yeah, is that a, is that a fear for you as an Eagles fan? In terms of like losing a backup, you mean? No, I'm saying in terms of you know that that's the the future of Carson Wentz. It looks a lot like Being Donovan McNabb. Yeah, 
on a on a on a you know a couple games here, a couple games there every year. That's you know you're going with some backup. I mean, I think, I, I well, Don McNabb was a great quarterback, so I, I think a lot of teams would have loved to have had McNabb in his prime, and I think a lot of teams would love to have Wentz, and that's the way I look at it. And I think, you know, if I'm going to be like Donald Trump here, you know, Wentz is tremendous. He's a tremendous player. <laughs> Some say he's the best quarterback in the league, and I think you know we're lucky to have him. I love Wentz, you know. So, but you know, I love. I, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. But by my gut, I'd 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 rather stick with Wentz. And if he keeps getting injured, well, I mean, that's just that's just how it, that's how it goes. Sometimes. Well, you, you but, know what it is. I look at Wentz. I see, I see Tony Romo two point because when Romo was on the field. Romo is great. I mean, people make all the jokes, but Romo's numbers statistically are very impressive. Now, he definitely had some playoff meltdowns. I'm not going to ignore that. Now, we don't know because we haven't seen Carson Wentz in the playoffs, but as far as the injuries align, as far as guys who can run with the ball, who use their legs, don't you see kind of a similarity with Tony Romo and Carson Wentz? Yeah, Wentz is... Wentz is a lot more mobile than Romo. He's a better runner than Romo was, but I, I think, uh, I mean, there's some similarities there. Yeah, in terms of the injuries, but in terms of actual their actual style of play, they're a little bit different. Romo didn't have as big of an arm, but he was probably more accurate than Wentz is at this point. But Wentz is better at just pulling a Houdini out of his ass. Like Romo would do that every now and then, but Wentz, you know, seems to do it almost every game. So I, I think. I think Wentz certainly has the potential to be a Romo type quarterback, maybe even better. I think I, I think all Wentz needs uh, is a summer at Manning quarterback camp, hang out with Eli, learn how to stay on the field every single yeah. play of a career, and uh, and he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, fifteen years or whatever it is that Eli's had of throwing interceptions is very very respectful. <laughs> uh, you guys, I I'd love to hear you guys go back and forth on this one. Yeah, yeah, the the Giants, yeah. Oh, the, new, the New Jersey midgets, that's what I call them. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. They don't, they don't play in New York. They didn't even play in New York. They play in New Jersey. They're frauds. <laughs> Love it. Now, look, Barry, I know that you have to go mourn the loss of your cousin, but before you do that, can we talk real quick about Kevin Durant and last night's press conference and your take on it and where you think he might be headed next year? Does he stay with the Golden State Warriors? Does he go to New York? Does he go somewhere else in free agency? What do you make of last night? What do you make of his future? Well, look, Kevin Durant's a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) He's a vagina. He's a dweeb. He's, he's, he's just like, I've never seen a guy with so much talent be such a goddamn vagina. He's just, he, he's just bitches about everything. He has like no self-awareness. I mean, what the fuck did you think was going to happen when you joined a 73 win team? Like, did you really think that winning rings, hopping on to a seventy-three win team, would get you respect? I mean, what 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 were you thinking? I like, think I think that speaks to you know something that you and I deal with regularly in our in our you know critiques of Tom Brady in our uh, slurping of LeBron James. It's like Kevin Durant is a millennial, and I think much like the millennials we deal with on Twitter all the time, I think he truly believed. If I go win a bunch of rings, then I, then everybody's going to like me because you go on Twitter and every post about basketball has somebody underneath with Michael Jordan just like, please, stop that. Like, 
I won six rings. That's it. That's all that matters. Rings. Kobe won five rings. Doesn't matter that he fucking was a ball hog and a rapist. He won five rings. So I think Kevin Durant actually believed if he won rings, then everybody would just like him. Yeah, but I mean, you know, his, I mean, it's different because what he did was like unprecedented. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, if you're a guy, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy that's like, oh, you shouldn't complain about anything because you're rich, because that makes, you know, that would that would make me look like an asshole, and I am certainly not an asshole. <laughs> and, and in fact, a lot of people say I'm the least likely person to be an asshole. Um, but I think, you know, I think if you're if you're a player like Kevin Durant, as high profile as Kevin Durant, and you're going to be a free agent. I mean, you got to expect that you're going to be asked about your free agency, and the fact that you're making a, a you know, you're throwing a fit about it, it's just going to add more questions. And you know, all you have to say is, "I'm not going to answer that," and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to answer anything about free agency until the season's over. And if you know, if reporters don't listen to that, then you know, then that's their problem. But you know, you don't make yourself look like a like a little bitch like you did last night. Um, and ter- I think the other question you said, well, you asked was what is Durant going to do in, in free agency? I mean, I don't, I honestly don't know because nobody ever thought he was going to go to golden state. Like, like, me- like I remember it, you know, in 2015 or 2014, people were like, Oh, you know, Kevin Durant's contracts up after next year and the Warriors have a chance at him." And everybody and everybody, including me was like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. Kevin Durant wouldn't do that. And he did it. So even though it looks by all accounts that he's going to leave because, you know, Draymond called him a bitch and there's been some inner turmoil and Durant obviously, um, isn't getting the clout that he thought he would get for winning rings with golden state. I don't know what to think for Kevin Durant. If but if you had to give me one thing, I would say that he leaves, um, and I think he's going to go and play in the WNBA. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, how about this? How about this idea? I don't know if you followed. Demi Lovato got off Twitter because she couldn't handle the Twitter trolls during the Super Bowl. Do I'm we, familiar. Do we have a power couple here? I think Demi Lovato, because Kevin Durant seems to be spending all his off-court time on his phone. What do you think about Demi Lovato and Kevin Durant forming the perfect butthurt millennial I actually, I actually thought uh, Kevin Durant and Pete Davidson were a good pairing. I thought that was a nice super millennial couple as well. Because Kevin Durant seems like he's going to kill himself if he keeps reading Twitter comments too. Interesting. Interesting. You might have gone a little too far with that one, Joe, but that's all right. I, well, I can't do suicide jokes anymore. No, I'm playing. <laughs> it's a tough scene, isn't it, Barry? It's 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 a semi tough scene. Well, I, but- I, I I agree with Barry. You know, look, no one can take away how talented at basketball Kevin Durant is, but I agree. He is a vagina. He's proven to be a vagina. The move to the Golden State Warriors is the most vagina move in the history of organized sports or disorganized sports, for that matter. Pick up basketball. It's the most vagina move ever. Uh, which is why I don't think he comes to my Knicks because if he can't handle the Oakland media, is he really about to sit down to press conferences with the fucking New York tabloids every day? I'd, I say no way he comes to New York now. He can't handle the press. Yeah, he's, he's certainly he's certainly not mentally strong. But to go back to Andy's question about uh, Demi Lovato and uh, Kevin Durant being uh, a power couple, uh, you know, I don't know if Kevin Durant 
I, I don't know if Kevin Durant can handle the heat. You know, whereas we we know for a fact that Demi Lovato loves the heat. We, he lo- she loves heating up things. He loves. <laughs> she she's a heroine, and you know, Durant and Demi Lovato are two of the biggest heroines in in entertainment history. And I think that um, they both be definitely good for each other. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'd be interested to see how that relationship would work, but I think uh, Mr. Durant is uh, is currently has a girlfriend. I don't know, but um, who do you I think mean, spends more time on their phone looking at tweets, Kevin Durant's girlfriend or Kevin Durant? Because I've never seen an athlete in the history of sports, let alone an all-time athlete that we talk about, the, currently the second best player in the entire world. He's been the second best player in the entire world at his sport. Have we ever seen someone care so much about social media? Like it's it's unfounded. Yeah, I've never seen a player of his cal- I've never seen an athlete unfounded. of his caliber so, you know, concerned with the opinions of uh just every, everyday people of of people who shouldn't he shouldn't even give a shit about. Uh, yeah, we've never seen anything like it. And I don't know if we ever will. I mean, we might, but you know, there's only been a handful of basketball, there's only been, only been a handful of players in NBA history, who've ever been as good as Kevin Durant. So, you know, I don't know if we'll ever see another situation like this. Before we let you go, I, I got to ask you, because we're talking about Kevin Durant and obviously you being the, who you are on Twitter, does it give you uh, some joy to think about the fact that it's almost a certainty that Kevin Durant has seen some of your tweets, including probably, you know, a, a, a good majority of your tweets, but even more likely that he has replied to one of your tweets from a burner account. Doesn't that, that's got to excite you. Well, it is, it is exciting and it's, it's a great honor. And, but my, my most proud moment was probably when I got Steph Curry to block me. <laughs> he actually on, on one of my old accounts, he blocked me because I made a joke about him being a finals MVP virgin. And, <laughs> So I know, so I know for a fact that Steph has seen some of my tweets, um, and the fact that we're talking about, and if you if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I go after Steph really, really hard. Really, I probably go after Steph harder than anybody else in sports media, because in my opinion, and I don't know if I've been over this. I don't know if I've been over this with you guys before, but basically, my problem with Steph is is that like he gets like no criticism at all. Like most of the criticism goes towards Kevin Durant. And I'm not saying that that criticism isn't unwarranted, but Steph kind of is just kind of skated by. Like, when, well, yeah, whenever, was, whenever Steph plays well, it's like a, oh a Steph Curry. High, like everybody wants to talk about it. And whenever well, Steph doesn't play well, is, he's I'm hurt. A, I'm a troll. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm a troll at heart. Don't say that, Barry. You're not a troll. You're just a... Look, I'm trying to... I'm trying, I'm trying my best here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but... but um, this is like, a tough scene. It's this is just a tough scene. But when it comes when it comes to like, I love pissing off Warriors fans, and Warriors fans don't give a shit about Kevin Durant. Like you can say anything about Kevin Durant, and they don't care. But if you talk, if you say anything about Steph, they they throw an absolute bitch fit. It's it's very similar to the way Patriots fans are with Brady. And it took me way. It took me long. It took me a long time to figure this out. So I go after Steph really hard, and I talk about how he has zero Finals MVPs, and I talk about how he's a front runner, and how you know he committed the he committed the one of the biggest chokes in sports history in the 2016 Finals, 
And then not even like two weeks later, he was busting it open in Hamptons for Kevin Durant to join his team so he can win more rings. And he's gotten no slander for it or the fact that he missed an entire fucking playoff series last year and his team still won. Whereas like if that happened to LeBron, you know, people discredit LeBron to this day because of Ray Allen's shot or Kyrie's shot in, you know, in the finals. Imagine if LeBron's team won an entire fucking series without him, like Steph Curry's. Did I mean, that. yeah, that's that's always been my point about you know LeBron James, and then I know we don't like to cross sports, but same thing about you know Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Like when LeBron James leaves your team, he leaves for a game, for you know a week for injuries. The team turns into a dumpster fire. Uh, yeah, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. Are only because my Knicks uh, are fucking terrible, are not the worst team in basketball. They have 10 wins or 11 wins. When Michael Jordan left the Bulls, they won 55 games. Yeah. Or 52 yeah, I mean, games, whatever it was. They lost three I more th- games. Yeah, I believe they went from 55 wins to, to 52. Yeah, 53 wins. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. you know, I mean... You know, Michael Jordan was playing against off-duty firefighters, and that's really <laughs> <up>. <laughs> well, Barry. So, yeah. You, you know easy. what? It it's always a pleasure having you on. We appreciate again you taking the time, especially with the recent loss of your cousin. Again, condolences, Thank and Thank you. let that be a lesson. I know Barry would agree with us. Let that be a lesson, guys, to stay away from the devil's lettuce, as you call it. Yes. What else, Barry? Where, uh, you know, I saw you, you're. It's a hot time for you. You're. Uh, you were Bleacher Report yesterday. You actually got me for a second. I was like, Bleacher Report's tweeting about Kevin Durant being a bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, where can people find you, and what can they expect uh, for for new fans of Barry McCockner? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Sports Talk Barry. Uh, for now. For now, yeah, I'll probably get suspended. The la- actually, the last time I was on here, like a few months ago, my account got suspended. I think like a week after. <laughs> so hopefully, this account lasts longer. But r- as of right now, my Twitter account is at Sports Talk Barry. I have a podcast, uh, the Class Act Podcast, which is the 88th most popular sports podcast in the world on iTunes right now. Uh, it's ahead of all these big time podcasts that have like corporations and shit behind them. So I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> so you can, go, you can follow me there if you want to listen. Um, and if you don't like me, then hey, fuck you. Absolutely love it. Thank Sports you very talk, much. Barry. Barry McCockner. Always a pleasure. We'll be talking to you again shortly. And uh, Barry, thank you for all your support of our troops. No, no problem. Thank you. Respect the troops, guys. Well, there it is. Another Barry McCockner appearance. We're gonna have to get a we're gonna have to get a a Barry mask so that Barry can make a live appearance in the studio at some point. I agree. I think I think I he, mean we'll we'll obviously have to change our camera angle because he doesn't sit ever. We know no. he, we know he only stands. No. So I guess that that could be what we could do. We could just have him here standing live so you you won't see his face. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he even came clean and admitted he is a faceless troll. Which I know you're not a huge fan of, but well, you make an exception for when, when you have... If, if Here's the thing for faceless trolls. If you're right, we'll listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with faceless trolls is 
You're often, you're so often, just so so wrong. But he so is, so wrong. No, is he right? We're talking. He's using factual and statistical exactly. analysis. Exactly. It, it would be like when you turn on any of these shows, yeah. and they're doing you know the Gruden breakdown of his quarterbacks or the Peyton Manning breakdown. Yeah, it's basically that's what Barry is doing. Yeah, spotlight with Barry McCockner. <laughs> I mean. Why is, doesn't he have his own show? Why yeah. isn't ESPN giving him the platform? You, you know, I, I found that interesting. I, I forget if I mentioned that on this show, but it's very weird that that show is called Spotlight. You know when they do that? Yeah. Like Kobe breaks down people. So Kobe was accused of raping a girl. Uh, Peyton Manning was accused of putting his nutsack on a woman's forehead. And then they call that show Spotlight. And then, of course, the book and movie Spotlight is about priest rape. So... Do you have to be like this? Does is that on purpose? Did they not think about that? Like we're gonna call it spotlight. Is there anything else called spotlight? Yeah, it's about rape. Well, that's not, that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Let's just have Kobe Bryant and Peyton Manning host our spotlight. Nothing, nothing with sexual assault at all here. That's a good point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, we have a lot to cover. We do. We have a lot, and we went we went hard and deep with. McCockner. Yeah, we went hard and deep with McCockner. I want to cover more NBA trade talk, of course. Yeah, has there been any Woj bombs since uh, the show started? You checked that out. Before we get to the NBA updates on the trades, what's happening, obviously we got to discuss all the major trades. LeBron James has been traded. The lack of trades. I want to talk about SeatGeek, Joe Prano, and why everybody listening right now should use the SeatGeek app. Guys, If you haven't used SeatGeek, it's the best app to get tickets for all your sports events. If you want to go see Kevin Durant live, LeBron James live, just download that SeatGeek app because, best of all, all listeners of our show get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. I love SeatGeek because you can see exactly where you're going to sit. You don't just show up to the stadium and have a random seat. You can see ahead of time. You can use it for comedy shows, concerts, you name it. Any sort of live event, SeatGeek is available. Like I just said, all listeners of this show, all Dirtballs, get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And I was looking at SeatGeek last night. I got to pay up my bet to you. I got to go to that Insane Clown Posse concert as a juggalo. And it looks like it might be Saturday. It looks like it might be well, Saturday. Well, I got to say, I hope they have SeatGeek in Canada because Toronto is nearing a deal for Mark Gasol. Ooh. Kind of a nice, I, I got to say. It's a nice a piece. nice little piece for Toronto. It's a nice piece. Get Mark Gasol in there. Woo. Man. People are taking some fucking swings. Who are they going to trade for him? I don't know. Um, but obviously Memphis is in Memphis is in fire sale mode. Sure. So um, I imagine that it's you know going to be a one-way deal as uh, draft picks, cap relief, All right, well, et cetera. Let me, let me pull up this. Uh, let me pull up this tracker. Let me get the old... The old CBS Sports NBA trade tracker? Yeah. Not as cool as the pizza tracker, but we'll deal with it. Um, What what trades right now are sticking out for you the most? I mean, the Clippers uh, trade. Obviously, yeah, the Clippers. 
The Clippers have just traded Avery Bradley as well. So the Clippers have gone into full sell mode, which if you're a Clippers fan, I don't, I don't know what you're doing over here. I don't know how that popped up. Anyway, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Which if you're a Clippers fan, and I know there are a lot these days, uh, the Clippers were playing pretty well. You yeah. know? Uh, Gallinari, my boy, obviously got hurt. Uh, as he does every time around this time every year, the uh, the Carson Wentz of the NBA, um, he got hurt and they like you know he was obviously one of their star guys and they fell off, but it's almost maybe a good thing that they fell off because now Jerry West can do what Jerry West does. I've said it before on this podcast. I said it on the Clipcast with Chris Wild. I said it when I made a brief appearance on Sam Tripoli's podcast recently. Jerry West is undefeated in everything but NBA Finals as a player. He is undefeated. That dude, like... So he's turned around the Lakers, Memphis, Golden State. And now the Clippers. And now he's working on the Clippers. Yeah. And if you're a a free agent, I, I said this to you last night in text. If I'm a free agent, the Clippers are very high, if not first on my list, because you know he's gonna do it. Yeah. You know he's gonna do it. And they have a good owner now. It's not the Donald Sterling Clippers. New team, new uniforms. They're moving into a new building, right? Aren't they moving to wherever the sports arena is? I think they are. Um and so he's going fire sale mode. Tobias Harris to the Sixers. But hold on a second. I, I agree to an extent. And we've talked about it on this show. As guys who've lived out here now for ten plus years. This is still Laker country. Who cares? The Lakers Lakers fans are barely Lakers fans. I, I know, but my point is this. Lakers still dominates all the local news media here. It dominates talk radio. If you're a player, you have that. You also have the history, obviously. The Lakers have been dog shit for the last five or six years. Clippers have still never made it to the Western Conference Finals. Right. I, I get your points. And, and Jerry West... Remarkable GM. In fact, the Lakers passed on him. You know he wanted to come back. Yeah, because he, he lives here. He lives in, in Brentwood. Jeannie Buss did not want him. Well, Jeannie com- Buss is a dumb cunt. Whoa, shots I mean, fired. Here's the deal. I don't care if you're a dude, a chick, a trans. I don't care if you're in charge of running a basketball organization and Jerry West says he wants to come and fucking be your head of basketball operations and you say no, you're a dumb cunt. I don't care what sex you are. You're a dumb cunt if you say that. Well, they definitely made a mistake by not letting Jerry come back. I mean, we're in the process of Magic Johnson getting trolled by the New Orleans Pelicans. Meanwhile, Jerry West is uh, uh, you know, in another office in the same building doing the what Jerry West does, which is rebuilding a franchise that was otherwise hot garbage into what will eventually be an NBA champion. Yeah. Because that's what he does. He's in L.A. You can draw free agents here. Steve Ballmer certainly not going to be like, nah, we're not going to pay you. And he knows fucking talent. Dude, I, I got to say, the Gallinari injury might be the best thing that happened to the Clippers because they're not in contention. And now he can go full Jerry West. Tobias Harris to the Sixers for multiple draft picks is a win win deal all around. This is a fucking fantastic move for everybody involved. 
Where, do, where does that put Philadelphia? As the most talented starting lineup in the Eastern Conference. Are they the team to beat now? Unless Marcus Sol goes to the fucking Raptors. And and also, I mean, Milwaukee. Dude, the trade I'm not gonna do a team to beat yet. The trading deadline, we have like five hours left. This shit is gonna go haywire. Like, if you told me what percent chance is it that LeBron James gets traded, I'd be like, I don't not zero. You know? What percent chance of Kyrie Irving being on the Bucks at the end of today? I'd be like, not zero. Not zero percent. Um, so we'll see. But right now, as it stands, Simmons, Reddick, Butler, Harris, Embiid. They got some length. Plus, I know he's a kind of a cartoon character and a throw-in in the deal, but Bobin joining that bench crew? Dude, you know I hate Philadelphia. You know I hate the city of Philadelphia. You know I hate every uh, you know I hope it burns to the ground. I and I care not for friends and family that I have that live anywhere near I don't care if they all die in the fire. I hate it. I'll never have a cheesesteak again. I don't give a fuck. Fuck Philadelphia. But goddamn, that's a good starting lineup. Did the trade go through for, for Marcus All? I I mean, the last it was seven minutes ago. Two minutes ago. What do we got here? Yeah. Last update is eight minutes ago. Toronto is nearing an agreement. So until Woj tweets it, I don't care. It's not official until Woj tr- tweets it. And don't come at me with uh, the other guy and fucking this bomb and that bomb. There's only one bomb. There's only Woj bombs. Stop Stop trying to force other bombs. What if, what if Woj is also secretly Adam Schefter, who's also secretly Ian Rappaport? <laughs> what do we don't know that do we i'm just saying what if that's all what if what if those three guys you are, know the argument could be you know how they always say you've never seen Woj and Schefter in the same i've never seen any of them anywhere let's be honest they're but they're all just picture avatars on twitter i'm saying i've never seen i don't believe that adam Schefter that appears on sports center is that i think that's a robot artificial intelligence yeah. it's all the same person they're all russian bots working for trump Conspiracy theory. I mean, Wojnowski. You tell me that's not Russian. So we got to talk about the Lakers, though. Okay, because we live in L.A. We don't want to talk Nick Stauskas to the Houston Rockets. We can do that, but I want to say this Magic Johnson fiasco with the New Orleans Pelicans. For people who haven't followed, basically, it boils down to this. The Pelicans were never going to trade Anthony Davis. This is the new, the latest report. Yeah. The latest report, I believe, you know who reported this first, is actually uh, Chaz Bono, a.k.a. Brian Windhorst. Right. Reported this last night on ESPN, that the Lakers were never going to actually get Anthony Davis, that the Pelicans were straight up trolling the Lakers to put all their offers out in the open to basically... Crush their team. Ba- the, uh, the the idea being, if we just keep saying no, the Lakers will keep offering more players. And essentially, at some point, they will have offered everybody on their roster in a trade, except for LeBron James, making all of their players upset, except for LeBron James. And the other night, they lost to the Pacers by, what, 46, 48 points? Yep. Which says, maybe it's working. Yeah, but let's be honest. How many times in LeBron James' career, especially with 
the Cavs in the last run, the return to the Cavs. Did the Cavs lose a 30-point game? And everybody said, this is the end of the Cavs. And even LeBron can't do it with this team. And every year they end up in the NBA Finals. Here's the deal. The Cleveland Cavaliers, when LeBron James was on it, and proof of this is that they currently are one of the worst teams in all of basketball, were a fucking dumpster fire of an organization. A joke of every single player, including Kevin Love, that was on last year's Celtics, uh, Cavaliers was hot fucking trash. Garbage. Garbage. And they made it to the NBA Finals. I don't care if LeBron James gets Anthony Davis. I don't care if he has to keep playing with Lonzo Balls. I don't care what if he gets a single fucking legit NBA starter to be traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm putting him in the Western Conference Finals. Right now. If you get if they fucking trade for Kemba Walker, unless they draw... I'll, here's what I'll say. If they get a Kemba Walker, the only team that they lose to is the Warriors. So maybe it doesn't happen in the Western Conference Finals depending on seeding or whatever, but they lose to the Warriors. You're saying no other teams... Besides the Warriors are beating the Lakers. If he gets an NBA All-Star. Okay. If he gets an All-Star caliber player. By the way. Because he's LeBron James. And he played with hot trash last year. And made it to the NBA Finals. The Gasol thing is official. Okay. Great. Are you sure? Yes. Woj. It's basically official. What is basically official, Andy? Is planning to send. Okay. So now we've got now we've got the, the, the trade itself. Yes. Jonas, I fucking... Valanchunas. Yeah, you know who we're talking about. DeLon Wright, CJ Mills, Millis, and a 2024 second round pick to the Grizzlies for Gasol. I like it. Toronto. If I'm a Raptors fan, I like it. How do you not like it? Gasol is a legit NBA big man. He's Now, he's obviously not in his prime any longer. But he's skilled. But very skilled. Yes. Uh, he, he has experience. He has, you know... Deep playoff runs in his history. He's a he's a fantastic player, um, and he helps them a lot. And man, the teams in the East are taking fucking swings. That's why when I said the, do I put the chances of Kyrie Irving getting moved today at zero percent? No, I do not. What are the Celtics going to do? What are the Celtics doing right now? The Celtics are just hanging back. Kyrie Irving just going to take them to the NBA Finals. Is that the plan here? It's not looking good right now. Celtics fans are like four fucking rings. Fuck. I mean, they they just when they just panic, they go back two Super Bowls. Four fucking rings. I think maybe Danny Ainge is waiting for the offseason. You think this is a uh, Anthony? Da- but Anthony Davis is saying he, he straight up will not sign with Boston. I saw that. And his dad is citing the fucking Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. I saw that. I saw today Anthony Davis has the Knicks high on his list, which I don't know what the fuck is happening. I honestly, and we'll get into it later because I, I started last night. I, I went through the NBA teams. I'm I'm almost ready. I've almost finally been broken. 
Let's I'm, get I'm, into it right now. I'm considering giving up the Knicks. I'm considering giving up the New York Knicks. Pulling an Andy Ruther with the Bengals. I'll say this, and this, I uh, shout out to our boy Barry McCockner who we had on the phone. Sports fans are terrible at judging players. They're terrible at it. If the Knicks answer for the future is Kyrie Irving, I'm out. Oh, you heard it here first. I'm out. I'm out. Now, if he comes with Anthony Davis, well, maybe. If he, you know, the Kevin Durant thing, obviously in play. I fucking love Kevin Durant as a basketball player. Hate him as a person. He is a vagina. I do not. I do not want Kyrie Irving on my New York Knicks. Now there's talk that he actually prefers Brooklyn, which I'm very hopeful for. Um, but there's a lot going on in my mind right now. But I have. I have. I've started to whittle down. This is how serious I am. I'm already looking at my next possible team. I'm, I'm looking. I've, I've, I've started to whittle it down. So you're very serious. Yeah. Do you want me to do that now before we keep going with trade talk? Do you want me to? Because I, I went through it last night. I can rapid fire this for you. You can rapid fire. So Nick, Sta- Nick uh, Stauskas is on the Pacers now. Oh, he's already been moved. He's already uh, been moved. Well, wow. Too bad for Nick Stauskas. For a second there, he was with Mike D'Antoni and was about to be a max player next year. And uh, now he's on the Pacers. All right, go through your list. All right, so here, here it is. I'm taking applications. I'm just going to run it down. Every team in the league. Milwaukee. Am I honestly becoming a Milwaukee Bucks fan? I will never go to Milwaukee for a game. And you also can't jump on a bandwagon when they're fucking the best team in basketball and have the best player. I love Giannis, but I'm not jumping on the Milwaukee Bucks bandwagon. Toronto. Fuck Canada. Boston. You're racist pieces of shit. Indiana Pacers, I mean, I'll never not be a former Knicks fan, so I'm not going to one of my rivals. Philadelphia, love this Philadelphia 76ers team that they're putting together. I've always said Sixers fans are the only fans in Philadelphia I don't hate because there's actually black fans, and the worst fans in Philadelphia are the racist white people who say things like NBA players are lazy and don't try. So uh, I don't hate the Sixers, but fuck Philadelphia. Brooklyn, honestly, I got to say, they're in the race. And shout out to Alex Bresler, who really wants me to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. But, I mean, hard to go across town rivalry, but if you're really going to spit in the face of the Knicks. Why don't you just become a Clippers fan? You live in L.A. We're, we'll get there, Andy. Don't jump to the West. We're still in the East. Charlotte, fuck Michael Jordan. Uh, Miami, former Knicks rival. Can't do it. Are you Can't really going through each team? Yeah. Detroit, I got to say, Detroit, low-key on my list. I kind of like the... The only problem is Isaiah Thomas. Fuck Isaiah Thomas. Detroit, you're out. The Washington Wizards. Can you imagine anybody being a Wizards fan? I don't. Think That's they, a joke. I don't think they exist. I'll never go to DC. I'll. It. I'll. I'll put you back in the running if you change your name to the Bullets again. Until you're. As long as you're the fucking Washington Harry Potter's, you can go fuck yourself though. <laughs> Orlando, the Orlando Magic, fucking Disneyland. Fuck you. Orlando's whack. Orlando's one of the wackest places ever. Atlanta. Shout out to our boy fucking, uh, who's the former troll whose name I forgot? Fucking, oh God, Jonathan, uh, well, you know who you are, you fucking loser. Fuck Atlanta. Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan can suck my dick. Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland is one of the worst places on planet Earth. First world, second world, third world. They're fucking, the river caught fire. <laughs> Fuck Ohio. Whoa, 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 my home state. Yeah, Ohio can suck my dick. 
Golden State Warriors. I'm not a. I'm not Kevin Durant. I'm not a vagina. I'm not going to become a Warriors fan. Even though I was on the Warriors bandwagon early, I'm off now. Denver Nuggets definitely in play. Love the city of Denver. Love smoking weed. Love snowboarding. Shout out to Bo Blaha. They fucking hate Carmelo Anthony there. I hate Carmelo Anthony. The Nuggets. Jokic, my boy, a passing big man. Nuggets are definitely in play. Nuggets are as in play as Brooklyn right now. Oklahoma City Thunder, would I ever? I've been to Oklahoma City, and I'm not going back. Portland, let's be honest, probably the front runners, especially if they re-sign my boy CJ McCollum. We got their one championship in their history. My boy, Bill Walton, the GOAT. The GOAT. Threw it down, was the MVP. It's really, look, I'm taking applications, but right now, the top of my list, CJ, Bill Walton, Portland, they love donuts up there. Houston Rockets, let's be honest. I, I love Mike D'Antoni, and I'll always love Mike D'Antoni. But the second Mike D'Antoni leaves the Rockets, Houston can fucking flood and go underwater, and hopefully Andrew Boggs drowns. In no it. no love for Little Flip? Was that like the new cell phone provider? What the fuck is Little Flip? The rapper Little Flip from no, Houston. Don't care. Would love to jump on the Rockets bandwagon because of my boy Mike D'Antoni, but it's not happening. I don't want to get caught being a Rockets fan in a post-D'Antoni era. San Antonio, boring. Utah, fucking Mormons. Yeah. White people, near beer, fuck yourselves. The LA Clippers, in the mix. Especially if Gallinari sticks around, which he won't, but like Gallinari. Sacramento, what a dumpster fire town, but boy do I love their young team. In the mix. Crazy to say it, but in the mix. The LA Lakers love LeBron, but come on. I'll never I'll never join forces with Kobe Stands. Kobe I was a Laker fan growing up, like not a fan, but I like I liked the Lakers. I liked Magic Johnson. I liked Kareem. I love James Worthy. I used to root for the Lakers in the West, but Kobe has ruined all that. Fuck Lakers fans. I hope you all get raped. Bye, Kobe. Uh the Dallas Mavericks with my boy Perzingis and Luca. In the mix. New Orleans, love the city, but God, I don't I don't need to be a fan of the Knicks of the Western Conference. Now their hottest move in the last you know twenty years is trolling the Lakers with fake trades. Get the fuck out of here. Memphis, come on. They're I'm not gonna be a Memphis fan. And the Phoenix Suns, I missed my window. Steve Nash was the time to become a Suns fan. So that's it, Andy. I'm taking applications. And the only applications I'm hearing, if you're a fan of these teams out there, are if you're a Mavs fan, a Kings fan, a Clippers fan, a uh, Blazers fan, a Denver Nuggets fan, or the one team in the East that has survived, the Brooklyn Nets. So you guys have uh, you guys can make an offer for my services. Every team. You broke down every team. Yeah, a lot of West teams in there. I'm in the West now, so a lot of West teams with potential. And only Alex Bresler's Brooklyn Nets. Bresler's making a hard push. I know, he's making a hard push. Maybe maybe if he comes, you know, if he becomes an owner of the Nets and uh, and we sit in the owner's box, I'll consider it. But What do you think is going to happen with Anthony Davis? I mean, at this point, it's getting really interesting because I thought the Lakers would get him. Yeah. Now we're going to take this probably into the offseason. Seems weird for the Pelicans not to be making a move right now. Like, I got to say, and I, was, I, was, I wasn't arguing. I was just conversing with a Lakers fan. You have to be worried. Not that the Pelicans are a well-run organization, but 
No one wants your whole roster for one dude. Somebody like the Pelicans do not think Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Hart and Kuzma are makings for a team going forward. What have I said all along? I mean, you hate Brandon Ingram. We know that. Not a fan of Ingram. Not a fan of Ball. Those guys. Those guys are trash. I gotta say, I I don't hate Ball's game simply because he is a pass first guy, which you know I I'm happy to build around. And he plays some defense. He's a pass first guy that averages six assists a game, bro. But five assists right. a game. Well, he's also, in fairness, he's also on a team with LeBron James, who you know becomes a point guard. Uh, but when Lavar showed up on what it what is it undefeated or un unsupervised whatever first it is. take yeah the first I don't know un unfirsted uh, undisputed yeah whatever the show is that Skip Bayless I, and Shannon Sharp are on I got to shout out fucking Shannon he was like bro your son shoots forty percent from the free throw line like if you take a a long look at Lonzo Ball's stats. It, I mean, talk about a tough scene. <laughs> the guy shooting 40%. I didn't know he was shooting 40% from the free throw line. 20% from three-point range? Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. This is 2019. You got to shoot the three. The, what Lonzo, Lonzo has the potential of being like the Ricky Rubio type, you know? Ten years from now, when he figures it out and he puts it together, he'll be a, you know, a legit NBA point guard. But I got to say... What happened? Yeah, where do you think Anthony Davis ends up? If you had to pick one team, where do you think he ends up? I was thinking the Lakers, but now I, I don't know. I have no clue. Clippers, Knicks, Bucks. Those are your front runners, right? For some reason, he likes. I mean, I think he, I guess he wants to play with Giannis. But come on, you're going to go from New Orleans to Milwaukee. Talk about a downgrade. No, no girls ever taking their tits out in Milwaukee because they're afraid of them falling off and getting frostbitten. He's from Chicago. It's not too far. Yeah. It's about an hour away. True. True. It's a factor. Just saying. But come on. Cheese curd titties? Like, What are we talking about here? You're in New Orleans. Chicks literally take their tits out for plastic. Yeah. Titties out. But he's an NBA he's player. Fucking cheese country? Uh, yeah. He is, a, he, he is he, a gigantic black guy. He probably loves the women of Milwaukee. But but well, I wasn't going... He's like, that like, ass, girl. She's I, like, I'm... My dad says I'm fat. I wasn't going there. I was saying he's an NBA player. He can get girls to pull their tits out whenever they want. Yeah. He does have a gigantic unibrow, and he's seven feet tall. I guess he's... He he seems like one of those guys where it's like, he can't get pussy, right? And you're Bullshit. Like, you're like, fuck, dude. Bullshit. Well, we talk about it all the time. Like We, we see comedians, like famous comedians will be like, I don't know. What, like, what's, a, what's your problem, dude? I feel like the unibrow, the late... The late nah, growth spurt. Nah. You think he's getting pussy all the time? He's getting pussy. Somebody do he wants. a deep dive on like uh, you know, what how many models follow him on Instagram. You can figure out so much from people's social media these days. Yeah. I know you can. No, I think I think I wouldn't compare comedians to NBA players. I mean, there's always gonna be NBA hoes. But I I'm not again with the percentages, like what percent he goes to Milwaukee. He marries the fattest white girl you've ever seen. Like there, that's got to be like it's gonna be like a thirty-five percent chance at this point. Like it's a third of the likelihood that he moves to Milwaukee and and marries a girl that's over two hundred pounds. Well, yeah, because girls in Milwaukee are usually over two hundred pounds, right? I, it'd be fun to see him playing with Giannis. The, if I was in the NBA, the all, there's one chance of me marrying a girl over two hundred pounds. 
if I somehow marry two girls simultaneously. Like I'm I'm on the jazz and I marry two hundred pound models. Like Anthony Davis going to Milwaukee, marrying a gigantic white girl. That's more likely than I'm going to the Lakers at this point. I don't know where he's gonna go. It's it's crazy though that a team like the Knicks hasn't gotten somebody for a while. The Lakers obviously got LeBron, but besides that, they've missed. My point is the big market teams have missed the mark a lot in the last seven, eight years. Yeah. It just doesn't matter as much. I mean, the Bulls got, got Otto Porter yesterday in a trade. That like that, that's I mean that that sounds like a car mechanic, by the way. Otto Porter. You're like, I'm going to Otto Porter's to get my engine worked on. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean that that's a move where they're basically like just he's a uh like they're they're bringing him in to just die. Like he, he's literally going to Chicago to die until twenty twenty one. They're they're actually going like we're not going to get a free agent. So let's just have let's just eat Otto Porter's contract for three years. Yeah, um, dude, I gotta say, you want me to like, scroll through I, some of this list? I, I, I yeah, I mean this is gonna be our whole day, right? The whole day is just gonna be like we're Mark a soul to the fucking Raptors. Like in in the past. That's like the fucking biggest news of the year. Now we're just like, whatever. Day's not even over yet. There'll be a bigger trade. I mean, Miritich to the Bucks. That's not a nothing move. Do you know what I mean? That's the Bucks are like, we're going for this. Yeah, the Bucks are trying to win the NBA championship this year. I think. I think every team in the East is, the except East. except the Celtics. Everyone's making moves moves with the Celtics. Man, we got to get off the fucking it's, CBS tracker. It's the uh, it's the stupid. Hold on. Oh, that's on your TV. Yeah, it's on my TV. It's not the. Uh, it's not my computer. Got it. Yeah, so the the that's the latest big move is the Gasol move. Avery Bradley is. is I mean, the, I love that the Clippers are just done. The Clippers. Just, I mean, I gotta say, Clippers. Clippers aren't too low on my uh, my pile of resumes. Jerry West, I like what's going to happen with these Clipper, this Clippers team. Well, my bet with Sam Tripoli is probably going to be off. Why? Because if the Lakers picked up anybody, the bet was off of all-star caliber. Well, I guess we'll see. Right now, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to deal with the Lakers. They're going to they're going to get somebody. But who? Who are you getting? I'll tell you what, man. If the Lakers don't land anybody of all-star caliber, it's 100% on Magic Johnson. Agreed. And uh, who's the former Michigan player, the former agent? Um, who's their GM? Uh, yeah. Uh, Plinka. Yeah, Plinka. Rob This sounds like a fucking game on uh, Price is Right. Who do you think could have done better trading? Uh, now you're going to get a chance for a new car. You're playing Rob Palenka. Palenka or Rob Lowe? Who could have done better? Because you know they look alike? Yes. Well, I mean, what's Palenka done so far? Had LeBron James arrive? Yeah. Dude, LeBron, look. This is this is what I said about LeBron to the Lakers the whole time which is I didn't get it from a basketball perspective. I did not get it from a basketball. I get that he wants to fucking have the barbershop, and I get that he's, you know, the undefeated, and I get that, like, you know, we're, we're doing all the LeBron productions. 
But from a basketball perspective, this was a big, big swing. And right now, it's looking like a big swing and a miss. You should wear that L chain over there. Yeah. That Lakers L chain. Um, they need to go. They, Dude, it was really looking like Davis, but I, the Pelicans are trolling. Now, do you think Davis gets moved today? No. That's crazy to me. Where's, gonna, where's he going? I know. That's crazy Where's to me, he though. going? They're He's just not- going to fucking... If he goes to the Bucks, they're the NBA champs, right? I'm not. I'm still not betting against the Warriors. Wow, you're crazy. I am, a hundred percent. Giannis and the Brow. I'm betting if if they if he goes to the Bucks, somebody should bet that right now. If you're out there, you should you should bet the Bucks as NBA champs just in case he goes there. It'll probably be too late by the time the show's over for me to bet it. Well, let's. Keep our eyes and ears peeled on this. Obviously, it, it'll be going on for, what, another hour? Doesn't it end at, what time does it end? The trade deadline ends. Three? It's at three. Three Eastern time. Yeah, so 30 minutes. So it ends in about 36 minutes. We might be done. Sad. Do you want to get to the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award nominees? We got to get to it at some point, don't we? Yeah, we got to get to it. Do you want me to announce the winner today, or are we going to decide the winner, or we can save that for next episode? Let, yeah, let's save that for next episode. I mean, we teased it, but let's uh, let's definitely get into the finalists. Okay. So, so quick reminder, guys. We at Dirty Sports have an Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award. This is our... Our answer. To the NFL's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And this year's Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award is being sponsored by Flag and Anthem. Nice. I'm, I'm fully flagging Anthem up right now. The brick jeans. I went with like the Denzel Washington like gangster yeah. black guy look today. Got the, uh, the the dark blue flannel, black hat. I got the flagging Anthem jeans on myself. Love flagging Anthem. Guys, if you want to get 25% off your order, go to flagandanthem.com. Our promo code for the month of February is DIRTYFEB. D-I-R-T-Y-F-E-B. Sounds like, a, sounds like a rapper. Dirty, dirty Feb. Feb. You get that new Dirty Feb album, you, fam. You get that little flip album? No? You get that Dirty Feb? Yeah, it's Dirty Feb. Let me just make sure that it is Dirty Feb. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. But if you go to Dirty Sport, I'm sorry, if you go to flagandanthem.com and you drop promo code Dirty Feb, you get 25% off your order. Guys, they have amazing clothes for the winter, for the spring, the summer. They have it all. They're always adding new stuff. You can look as fresh as my guy Joe Prano over here. It's changed my life. I used to dress like a slob. Now I can actually look legit when I go out. So go to flagandanthem.com, drop promo code DIRTYFEB to get 25% off. 25%? It's ridiculous. I mean, mean, that's you, you, you literally you get more off with our promo code for Flag and Anthem, then Lonzo Ball shoots from the three-point line. That's incredible. It's amazing. So flagandanthem.com, promo code DIRTYFEB for 25% off. Okay, our Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award finalist. Let me remind everybody, last year's winner was Robbie Anderson of the New York Jets. For saying he was going to fuck a cop's wife. And then nut in her eye right. after he was pulled over speeding. And our inaugural Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award from 2017 was Pac-Man Jones. Right. 
Which this easily could be the Pac-Man Jones Award, but Aaron Hernandez did hang himself. So yes. the Aaron Hernandez Memorial. Yes. So today, Savage of the Year Award. Now, Savage. Now I went through. It's very tough to break down. I, I have a hard time saying savage without saying it like savage. That's a classic Andy Ruther. The Aaron Hernandez savage. savage of the Year Award. Okay, so I went through. What's, what's more annoying? We should have a poll on Twitter. What's more annoying when Ruther says savage or it's lit? It's lit, fam. I think they're both great. I think <laughs> it's lit, fam is definitely your all-time worst. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It's lit, fam. I, I tell you, I do it. My niece is now 15. She's a freshman in high school. She hates it. Oh, I'm sure. When I'm around her, I just go, it's lit. It's lit. She's like, stop it. Stop it. It's not funny. Stop it. Okay. She's doing a 13 reasons why, and 12 of them are because my Uncle Andy says it's lit. Exactly. All right. So the five finalists for the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award, we're going to start off with before we get into it, actually, I did make one change. Okay, I made an executive decision. You know, Trump has the executive. No, you did not. This is you did not come to the executive board. I, I didn't. You did not get my vote. You know we how did Donald not bring in Tug as if needed for a uh, tiebreaker. You know how Donald Trump has the executive order. I used my jurisdiction as as what Andy the founder <laughs> of Dirty Sports, I think, and I think legally that's even in. Uh, that's, you're already in a gray area. Well, what I did was I decided you don't. In the past, you had to currently be on an NFL team, right? I think you'd agree with me on this. Well, because the thing is, is guys are getting cut too now, much now. Nowadays, something like this happens, and immediately they're they, cut. Exactly. So they just had to be on an NFL roster when it happened. Yes. Okay. Is that fair enough? Sure. I thought I made the right call on this. Okay. So the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award. We're going to start off with. Dylan Donahue. That's not a real NFL player. Yes, that's, it was. That's, that's a golfer. Dylan, Dylan Donahue? The former New York Jet linebacker. Is that a white guy? Yes. I would certainly hope so. Can you imagine if a black guy somehow the last name Donahue and then named his kid Dylan? By the way, we... Sounds I, like a folk singer. You know, I wanted to show we are in the past, all the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Awards... Nominees have been black, and I figured we do not display racism like Barry McCockner. We are trying to end racism. Yes. So I figured we had to add some white guys to the mix, and 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 we didn't. I didn't just add them just because they're white. They earned it. Okay. And I so what to, did Dylan Donahue do? Dylan Donahue is an did interesting somebody with case. his acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Donahue. This is what he did. He, Dylan Donahue uh, walked out on a tab at Panera Bread. Let's read his police report. Okay. He was accused of drunken driving, driving down the wrong way in the Lincoln Tunnel. Wow. <laughs> That's solid. That's insane. That's some like diehard fucking uh, diehard three shit. Not only did he drive down the wrong way of the Lincoln Tunnel, he crashed into a bus. Wow. He pleaded guilty and his license was suspended. Oh, but it gets better. That was Dylan Donahue's second DUI. He is a fifth round pick. Out of 2017 for the New York Jets. He got drafted before Tom Brady. <laughs> it's legendary. He was arrested twice in a nine-month span. Both cases, he crashed his car drunk. Wow. So, like, he's bringing some... I hate to say it, but Dylan Donahue, Irish name, sounds like he might be a fucking alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, his first Where arrest... Where was he drafted from, by the way? Where was he drafted Penn, Penn from? Penn State. 
Um, West Virginia. Doesn't say in the story. Does not say in the story. He is currently in rehab, though. <laughs> so, oh, he went to West Georgia. Look at oh, did, wow. Can you see him? Wow. Can you see him? Dylan Donahue. His mom and his dad are related. Yeah, so he went to West Georgia. So that's, you know, you got to give him a break for that. I didn't even know that was a school, by the way. So Dylan Donahue has been checked into a rehab oh, it's center. Oh, it's just a – they just throw together a football team in West Georgia. He's currently suspended for 14 weeks for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. So the first time he was arrested – let me get back to that I story. I mean, he's truly abusing the substance yeah. at this point. He's driving the wrong way down the Lincoln Tunnel. The first time he was arrested, he flipped his SUV after driving into a parked car in his hometown of Billings, Montana. <laughs> So, Billings, Montana. So he followed that up. By the way, it's got to be hard to hit a parts car. There's no cars in Montana. Also, also, he's from Montana. He went to school in West Georgia. Correct. I, I, I got to give him a little bit of, you know, give him a little bit of a break. He probably like the I, the concept of the Lincoln Tunnel is probably baffling to him. He's like, I don't understand. This goes underwater. They're like, yeah, it's a tunnel. He's like, a what? Yeah. So he followed it. There's up. There's more people. I bet you. I bet you this is factually true. There's more people driving in their cars in the Lincoln Tunnel at any given moment than live in the entire state of Montana. It's a good point. It's a good point, Prano. So Dylan Donahue is our first nominee. I mean, I'll just say this much: he brings a good case. Yeah, driving down the wrong way of the Lincoln Tunnel, crashed into a bus within nine months. After flipping his SUV into a parked car in Montana. Yeah. The man is truly I mean, how, a savage. Like, I bet you I bet you on average there's hundreds of miles between cars in Montana. Right? If you took the amount of cars registered in Montana and divided it by square miles, do you think there's hundreds of miles of cars? Uh, hundreds of miles of land between cars. You, How do you even hit another car in Montana? That's what I was saying. Have you been to Mon- I've been to Montana. Yeah, I have not been to Montana. It's one of my five states I've not. It's a lovely been to. state. Yeah, Yellowstone is amazing. I highly recommend people going there. But there's a lot of shit in between cars, like you're saying. There's land. There's farms. There's animals. It's really easy not to hit vehicles. So Dylan Donahue, you are our first nominee for the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award. Next up, we have Reuben Foster. Oh, yeah. How do you not have Reuben Foster on the list? Reuben Foster has multiple arrests. Let's, let's Reuben Foster, let, let's be honest. Reuben Foster probably had one of his arrests solely to get nominated. Now, Reuben Foster was first arrested in February of last year, February 11th. He was suspected of domestic violence, possession... <laughs> suspected. But but hold on. If yeah. you follow the story, she did drop the charges. Yeah. She said she made him up. Possession of an assault rifle and making criminal threats in Los Gatos, California. Los Gatos. He pleaded no contest to weapons charges. He was in the cats. And those charges were dropped. Okay. Uh, so does that affect your nominee, your nomination? Like your well, that's why I got to bring that up because that was one of a well, couple. Well, he had charges. an assault rifle. She was probably like, "Yeah, I'm good." But hold on. Okay. Then he was arrested again. Wow. Okay. Remember the big deal because the 49ers dropped him and then his Redskins re-signed him. Right. So he was arrested again. Here we have, as I'm looking at the screen, for domestic violence again in November. 
of last year. He was accused of pushing and slapping a woman in Tampa. Now we're talking. Police observed a scratch on a woman's neck. It was also dropped by prosecutors, though. He was released by the Redskins. I'm sorry, he was released by the 49ers, and then the Redskins re-signed him. So we have two charges, both dropped, though. Yeah. This is important. But I always say, where there's smoke, I mean, come there's on. fire. Yeah. The idea of Reuben Foster not having assaulted somebody is ridiculous. I'm taking 0% chances that that happened. Uh, I still like the guy who's driving the wrong way down the Lincoln Tunnel. I got to say. I agree. You like Dylan about yeah. this. What is that? Our t- we have to have. We have more uh, nominees. I have five nominees. Oh, okay, let's keep keep chugging. I have five nominees for our Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award. Okay, next up we have Chad Kelly. Right, old Chad Kelly, former Denver Bronco, former Ole Miss Rebel. Here's why I like Chad Kelly's story so much. Chad Kelly, because it's it, it's a pretty funny one in my opinion. Chad Kelly, as we recall, back in October, got lit at Von Miller's Halloween party. He then proceeded to leave the party. He showed up Mm -hmm. in a subdivision dressed as a cowboy. This is my favorite part of it. He was dressed Western-themed as a cowboy. He showed up at this person's house, sat on the couch... And that guy attacked him, the man and his wife who lived there, the man attacked him with a vacuum cleaner. I mean, this is a great story. I think I believe he attacked him with the hose of the vacuum cleaner. Uh-huh. Chad Kelly didn't really fight back or react. He left the scene, and Inglewood, Colorado police, arrested him as they found him sat in his as he was sitting in his car. Right. What I love about that story is he... Showed up to a random house. It's very savage. Right. Drunk. Yep. Dressed as a cowboy. Yep. On the couch, just sitting there. Right. He doesn't fight back when a guy attacks him with a vacuum cleaner, and then he just goes to his car. He doesn't just hop in an Uber and go home. No. He's in the NFL. Why would he? He goes back to his car where the police find and arrest him for trespassing. The Denver Broncos followed up by releasing him the next day. Right. Chad Kelly is also the nephew of Bill's legend, Jim Kelly. Is that true? Yes, it's wow. true. Wow. Okay. And uh, he also got in trouble at Ole Miss, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, strong, strong case. Uh, it, it almost seems like the Broncos should have started him. Like, after that, he's like, a guy attacked you with a vacuum, didn't care. He can handle the, the pocket pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're starting Case Keenum the whole year when a guy who's getting hit with a vacuum cleaner just, like, doesn't budge? I don't know. I. Uh, Strong, strong, strong case. Not driving the wrong way down the Lincoln Tunnel. Strong, but I'm look. There, we're you know. I feel like we're on board here. Yeah, there's a lot to factor in. Like we're on the same a lot, page. A lot of times, people think they know who's going to win the Heisman, but votes yeah. are votes. You know. Now we have. We're a, gonna. We'll put up a. We'll put up a uh, Twitter vote. poll. Yeah, for sure. The final case. I wanted five finalists. The last two finalists are four and five. They are a brother tandem. This has never happened before. Wow. But they earned this together. They earned it together. They earned it together. They, so they, they committed crimes together. They're, they, they're a crime-breaking duo. Well, one crime they were involved So together. So if they win this award, it's a co-award. It's kind of like when Peyton Manning and 
Steve McNair. Steve McNair shared the MVP, yes. Yeah. So the, it involves the Jones brothers. Which I believe after Steve McNair went on a murderous rampage and killed himself, that uh, Peyton Manning got the f- is now. No, Peyton, no, no, he was killed. Steve but, McNair was murdered. Right, by who? Like his girlfriend or something? Yeah, like his Sorry. baby mama. Yeah, but didn't she kill herself? Yeah. Yeah, so what? whatever, you know what I mean. There was a su- there was a murder suicide. It was a Sid and Nancy. Well, this case involves the Jones brothers, and it sounds like a great that's a great name for a crime duo, the Jones brothers. Yeah, it involves ex Minnesota Vikings receiver Caleb Jones and current Buffalo Bill receiver Zay Jones. The first story is: Do you remember this? Do you remember this when he was buck naked in the hallway, Zay Jones? No, you don't remember this. No, he was trying to jump out the window. What? Yeah. These guys, are, they're already... Yeah. They're, listen. <laughs> You're this, seeing a naked this, man. This is a two-horse race. Yeah. You're seeing a naked man, aren't you? Yes. So basically, here's the deal. So the Jones brothers... The Jonas brothers, as I call them. Ooh, yeah. So this is what happened. Wide receiver... Well, they're both wide receivers, so l- let me reread this story. I, I got to skim through this. Officials said a six foot three, two hundred nine pound wide receiver roughed up, roughed up his girlfriend. When, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Caleb Jones. Caleb Jones, the former Minnesota Viking. His crime is he beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Uh huh. Allegedly. Tried, allegedly. <laughs> no, he's actually playing. Okay. He, he's agreeing to this. Oh, he's pled guilty. Yeah, he's he beat up his girlfriend. She tried to escape to an elevator. He not only intercepted her, which is ironic because he's a wide receiver, yeah. so he played a little DB in this situation. Yeah, I like he what she st- did there. He stole her cell phone. Okay. So he's intercepting a lot of things. He intercepted her personally, and he intercepted her cell phone. And then the cops showed up, and he was arrested. Now, earlier in the year, he was involved in this, you're seeing this on TMZ, this naked thing. This is Caleb Jones as well. But he's restraining his brother, who's the naked guy, Zay Jones. Wow. Who allegedly tried to jump from the 30th story of a window out here in Los Angeles. 30th? Yes. Wait, so he was going to do a naked 30-story jump? Yeah. Why? I don't know. There was some, He had some sort of dispute going on. Uh, smoking that devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> but his brother... Who the one who intercepted the girl a few right. months later? Intercepted his brother from jumping out the window naked. Maybe that's why you're not playing in the NFL, bro. You're yeah. not. You're not a wide receiver. Yeah, you're, you're a back. You're a defensive back. <laughs> so we have the Jones brothers. Yeah. So was there a crime during that? Let, let me let me go through here now. Caleb Jones. Uh, actually, that's been undetermined. Whether he was charged. With, with, with his girlfriend. Zay Jones, yes, he was charged with vandalism. Accused of breaking glass window in bloody argument with his brother in Los Angeles. Jones apparently was nude during the incident, as we said. That was dropped by prosecutors. He was charged with vandalism. Vandalism, okay. For breaking the window. Right. But he was naked. That's Correct. solid. Yeah. What are you on here? Is this the fucking crime tracker? Well, this is what's amazing. USA Today has something called NFL Arrest. It the shows Arrest Database. They have a database for USA Today. If you go to usatoday.com forward slash sports forward slash NFL forward slash arrest, it's a constantly updated database. Like, and it's by, yeah, it's by uh, date. 
It's by date. So the most recent NFL player arrest was, was Trevor, Trevor Bates, Bates who, who punched a police officer after not paying a $32 cab fare in New York. Which is pretty savage. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if I wanted this to put is, him on this the This is list. basically like, this is the Savage of the Year nominee board. Yes. I go to this USA Today NFL arrest database and basically this is how I decide. Yeah. I like the, I like the Jones brothers. Yeah, strong. Like anything involving nudity, somebody trying to jump off. I am surprised Michael Kendricks didn't make the list as you know a white collar criminal. Okay, I debated that in the in the financial savage of the year award. And I can also see everyone screaming, "What about Kareem Hunt, guys? He was never arrested, right? Now, Now we can put him on this list, but I I skimmed through this database. There is no actual arrest. Kareem Hunt kicked a girl. We've all seen the video. We've seen a few other videos of him losing his mind in nightclubs. It's like a mixtape, like you know, uh, <laughs> Chance the Rapper, like his early albums, because they, he didn't actually sell them. They yeah, could, they couldn't be nominated for a Grammy yeah. unless you're on the database. Yeah, 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 you cannot be nominated. Do you agree with how I'm doing this? Yes, I'm fine with it. I mean, if you haven't been arrested, let's, let's also take into consideration the fact that we're discussing the rules and regulations for being a nominee for the Memorial Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year. It's all nonsense. Yes. So it's ridiculous. don't go too crazy. I'm it's afraid. ridiculous. So those are the five nominees for the 2019 Dirty Sports Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award. I got to say the Montana kid and the, and the Jonas Brothers. The, strong nominees right now. Uh, Ruben I, Foster's like, how many chicks do I have to beat up to be a fucking? I would agree with you to win the to win the Aaron Hernandez. I, w- I would definitely agree with you. I'm leaning towards Dylan Donahue. But- I pre- I predict Ruben Foster makes a late push, and when I say a late push, I mean he pushes his girlfriend down the stairs in hopes of making a late push while she's pregnant. Yeah, like in, between now and next episode, yeah. I feel like he makes a late physical push of a woman just to try to. Get some last-minute votes. Look, I'll be fully honest. I'm leaning towards Dylan Donahue. Again, not only did he drive down the wrong way of the Lincoln... <laughs> I can't even say that laughing. Yeah. Down the Lincoln Tunnel. He crashed into a bus, and that was his second DUI car crash. Let's wait, go back down. Let, let me tell you somebody who's absolutely not going to win the award, which is... Uh, Who? Keep going. It was the guy... <laughs> There you go. Ricky Seals-Jones, tight end from Arizona, accused of pushing a hotel staffer in an effort to use the restroom in Scottsdale, Arizona. Fuck you. I got to piss, bitch. Get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, yeah. That guy That guy shouldn't even be on this list. Yeah, I agree. Pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor. Dude, I had to take a shit. <laughs> what, kind, what, kind, what kind of fucking hotel staffer doesn't let NFL tight ends take a fucking hot steamer? How do you think this all came I got a shit. She's like, get the fuck out of here. I'd have thrown her out a goddamn window. How do you think this came about, this database? Do you think someone at USA Today was like, there's so many arrests in the NFL. What if we had an aggregate site where everybody could look when an NFL player got arrested and we updated on the spot? Seems like probably the only way it came about. <laughs> like, how did this come out? How did this happen? You know what I was hoping, though, last night? I was hoping in real time as I was perusing this. Somebody got added to the list? Yeah, like somebody got added to the list. Somebody just got arrested. What do you think the chances are that somebody gets added to the list before next episode? No one's been arrested since the 26th of January. January. That's a week ago. Yeah, it's a week ago. Yeah. Somebody could get added. Okay, so those are our 2019 Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award finalists. Joe, that's the show. 
Great. Should we? Uh, should we we should probably do, do a Woj check, right? You do a Woj check, and I want to announce something too, guys. I forgot to say. Orlando this. is trading for Markel Fultz and his fucking Mickey Mouse jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Grizzlies are keeping Mike Conley. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing that. The Lakers have traded uh, Beasley and Zubac to the Clippers for Mascala. Mascala will be a is a chance to sign a player in the buyout. He's, so they tra- they did a two for one deal to open a roster spot, and here is basically the. A hundred, well, a one eighty on my. If you give LeBron any NBA All Star, he's going to the West Finals or at least losing to the Warriors. The Lakers plan to evaluate the full buyout market once it takes shape, but Carmelo Anthony is expected to be among the considerations too. League sources tell ESPN if Carmelo Anthony joins the Lakers, the Lakers will not make the NBA playoffs. You heard it here first. And if they do, they'll lose in the first round because Carmelo Anthony is the fucking devil. Well, Joe, it was good having Barry on. It was fantastic having Barry on. Guys, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us where all podcasts are available, which now includes Spotify. We are on Spotify. So if you like to use Spotify, subscribe to us on Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther, Joe Prano here on my left, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, and at Joe Prano on Instagram. Uh, go to JoePrano.com for shows. I'm hosting at the Hollywood Improv this Saturday. Uh, got a bunch of shows coming up in Los Angeles over the next few weeks. Uh, Palm Springs in um, mid-March. Um, and then also, do we have any Alaskan? Dirt balls? Well, I bet we do. Snowballs, we call them. Our Alaskan snowballs. I'll be at the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival, and that's in early April, and uh, headed back east in mid-April. But JoePrano.com. People, I gotta do. I gotta do one. This is like an Andy Ruther move. Um, but like, people will hit me up and be like, "Dude, I didn't know you were coming to fucking Pittsburgh. Why didn't you tell me you were coming? Like, I'll, I'll tweet that I'm in Pittsburgh or I'll like post on Instagram. Like, why didn't you tell me? I say at the end of every episode, go to JoePrayon.com. If you want to see me live and shout out to all the people that did, go to my website and yeah. keep an eye on my fucking dates. It's not that hard. Yeah. I didn't know you were coming to Pittsburgh. Well, fuck you. I said it at the end of every show for a month. Yeah. Don't tune out early. Don't tune out early. Or else... And and don't do like where's the show happening in Pittsburgh? It's on my website. Yeah, I hate to go full Ruther here, but no, I get it. I get it. And also, if you want to help the show, last but not least, drop an iTunes review, guys. I always follow back on Twitter or Instagram. Anybody who leaves their social media handle. So if you like the show, drop a review. We'll follow you back. That's it, right? That's it. Much love to Sports Talk Joe, Sports Talk Barry. Our guy, Barry McCockiner. We'll see you next Monday. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. Why do I have these headphones on the whole time?